0: All right, we're live, my man. Basics, we're in the motherfucking house. Let's go, my dude. LaVar. My <laughs> man, go, dude, I'm so so. Like I was saying right now, dude, I'm so happy that you're on. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, bro. I've always appreciated not only your energy, but like the 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 subtle wisdom that you bring, bro, and the and just like your overall like like you have like a really subtle work ethic about yourself. You know, like. You're mm-hmm. definitely one of those people who just make moves and, and doesn't really talk about it much. You know, you just kind of mm-hmm. do what you do, and everything else speaks for itself. And you you've always you've always inspired me to have that type of mentality. So I'm I'm really I'm really thankful to have you on, bro. Really.
1: Well, I appreciate that, bro. For real. Um, yeah. For
0: sure. So for people, so for people who might be watching, dude, who might not be so involved with Crump, um, kind of explain explain to them who you are, what you do, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll go from there. <laughs>
1: all right um i'm a genius uh <laughs> um no i'm basics um also twin style ripper which is a student of tie eyes for about 13 years now um recently picked up the name style tie Eyes, so i'm in the eyes fam as well um 17 years of crump uh I that's a long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh bachelor's degree in digital cinematography. Um, so it's a college graduate, high school graduate of course. Um I've traveled to more than thirteen or fourteen different countries, like all, the all over the world, you know, <laughs> that uh that foreign song by trey songs uh led a european tour for me so i just felt like i was the foreign (laughs) one as i was trying to holler at people and do things (laughs) um yeah man but you know i've i've been in a lot of places done a lot of things i've taught i've had my mini battle circuit times to where i was in there competing with like a lot of people are doing now um i've had the moments to where I was in a super creative mode, you know, when it's all these content and music videos and freestyle videos, and we did promos for everything. <laughs> um, created the KBL, the Crump Battle League, which people have seen in many different styles, which was inspired by URL, the Rap League, as well as you know, like Battlefest and some of the ways they did things. Um, and we just found what we can do in our way, so we created it there. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, a leader to the leaders, like I work with the leaders, and people can come to me because there's so much pressure when you're a leader. So leaders are able to come to me and ask for advice or speak to me. And I'm just trying to make sure that they keep their their head on straight, make sure that they stay focused, make sure they maintain who they really are, um, as well as the best way to guide your community. Uh, as recent as uh, September of last year, um I relocated and I'm in Medellin, Colombia now in South America, Woo! you know, down here, you know, um, is es bueno, you know, <laughs> speaking, you know. Um, <laughs> but it's <Es> muy bueno. <laughs> muy bueno, tú sabes, tú sabes, you know. But um switching I hit a point um after speaking with uh, Mijo and a couple other people that have stated that I am a veteran in Crump. Now, I wasn't before, like I thought I was actually there, but I still had more to go. I had to figure out what's the next thing I can do. So I wanted to help pioneer, you know, more communities and more movements. So I moved here, um, mm-hmm. recently engaged as well. So I'm waiting for that. Uh, Congratulations as well on that, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you, dog. I mean, I've, I've known her since like 2014, but it was one of those things to where it's like, I ain't never going to see you. I ain't never going to meet you. It ain't never going to be anything. like. But, you know, time put me in the right place. It got me here and everything happened the right way. Um, but being here, um, getting ready for my first event in three days is the first day of the event. Um, I got, obviously, your big homie, my bro, <laughs> Beast Baby Eyes coming out. Um, my bro, Trent Jure from Memphis Juking, who's an amazing talent. And the bro Johnny X from Floridians, or he's gone by many other names, like Howie Words, Howie X, whatever, Johnny X. <laughs> and the <laughs> but Floridians is a big group. Yeah. Dude. They're, they're a badass group, yeah. bro. Yeah, they, they do a lot of things, man. Um, I'm actually, January, I'm going out for a thesis 2022 in Florida, so I'll be out there in Tampa doing my thing. So that's going to be exciting. Um, Yeah, man, but just here preparing for my Open Style event, helping build the community. Um. Expansion pack to me was like, I'm a gamer, bro. Like these are PS5 headphones. Like I don't, you know what I'm saying? They here. Uh-huh. <laughs> the co- controller's right here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so expansion pack is always like, once you play a game far enough, you get a certain point. It's like, oh, there's more game. There's more stuff. Like, so expansion pack to me was expanding a community. Um, and I hope to take it all over South America. But bringing people that haven't had chances to teach and travel, um, as well as people that are seasoned in traveling and teaching, and really helping expand the community with things they didn't know about certain styles, certain music, certain cultures, and giving them the real of it. Because um, that's when you start to see more than one style in an open style battle. Like here, it's really big on like hip hop, popping, breaking. There's a few crumpers. Um, and like two people that do light feet and then you don't see anything else. I'm like, bro, there's so much, so many other styles, so many other things you can do and make sure you do it you do it with the understanding of where that culture really came from and who these people are, you know.
0: Yeah, but yeah, even here, bro, like even Oxnard, right? Small community, you know, and we're in California and it's yeah. still small to the point where it's like you might see like two poppers, a breaker, and then there's like yeah. four of us crumpers. And yeah. there's just not much. Like, there's no, like, it's wide, but it's not deep. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the right. like they're not deep in it. You know what I'm saying? So it's tight oh. to see you out there doing that, bro.
1: Well, one thing I noticed, well, oh, thank you. Um, but one thing I noticed about Oxnard, because obviously, you know, I lived out there for a while, at Oxnard, Ventura area, um, working at the casino out there. <laughs> uh that's actually a time when i stopped dancing that's when i started gaining all this weight that i've been shedding off though since i moved here i just want to let you know i lost like 25 pounds bro I've, like, dude
0: i'd be seeing pictures
1: it's, it's getting there pictures. i'm getting back <laughs> <laughs> um but sitting down and working at a casino will, will do that to you um especially like six days a week 10 hours a day bro like mm. it's good money it's a lot of activity that becomes your life but there's not a lot of physical activity so It felt good to get back in the dance and thank you for that because you're actually one of the biggest things that inspired that for me. Because I was like, oh shoot, there's people here that crowd. Like, oh, I can get back here. Um, yeah, and then it just opened up another world for me and eventually got to a point where I was like, I'm quitting this job, I'm moving to Vegas and I'm going to rebuild again. So it was a great like position and a great place for me. But I noticed in that area, it's a lot of older people, a lot of people that are retired, a lot of business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs and stuff. So you don't really see a lot of youth that are dancing and competing. There are people there of course, but it's not heavy in like a culture of hip hop or popping or breaking. Like most people that are there that have culture came from LA or somewhere else or yeah. you know, were inspired by other things. So they always go there to meet with their crews or whatever. So it's a, it's a difficult thing. Um, But it always takes someone that has a lot of experience that develops and can pioneer that for everybody. That way, there is an OG in your city or something that makes it better, you know?
0: Yeah, dude. And and that was a really interesting time, too, when when we all came across each other. Like, I was trying to throw sessions out here, and, you know, I had it. It was
1: like three of us, bro. (laughs) Yeah, like three.
0: Like three of us and then like two spectators in a fucking art studio, just like right. going at it. Like, hey, but humble beginnings, bro. You gotta admire the yeah. humble beginnings. And it was like, fuck, but just to have like when when you when I found out that you were in the city and we started kind of linking up, it was like, damn, dude. Like, oh fuck, like, we actually have an opportunity here now to really like establish ourselves in somebody's eyes of oh, Oxnard, mm-hmm. yeah, they have dancers there. You know, like I didn't even right. need to be like I didn't even need to become like like the A18 yet. I just needed right. to be recognized in somebody's mind. Like they needed to have that connection. Right. And so so for you, how does it feel now now that you're down in South America? Like how does it feel to be building up a really like cuz they're kind of in the same state too. They're not like a virgin community, but yeah. they just don't have a like a US like stamp on them yet from somebody, you know.
1: Right. Um and man there's some fire out here bro now the b-boy community is probably the strongest um because a lot of them have been able to get red bull out here to do like bc1 qualifiers some of them have gone and competed at bc1 like so they're like dangerous like oh shoot y'all some real (laughs) b-boys like like i'm talking about they have crazy training like processes and everything bro like diets like most of them had to switch to like strict diets and things like that as they're training like it's very intense like what they do um and then other than that the hip-hop community is major but in a sense to where it's like the style of hip-hop but it's not really hip-hop culture because now it's like all right now that i'm here and as a black man we're gonna really talk about hip hop culture because all y'all out here with some long straight hair trying to wear do rags because you see it in videos. Like, all right, bro, it does that. A do rag isn't hip hop. Like, you know what I mean? There's a difference between hip hop culture and black culture, and that's a big thing to really understand. Um, but a lot of people communicate that, especially in Asia too. Like, they just see hip hop culture, and it's like, oh well, I'm, I'm black. Like, yeah, some,
0: what? Some people, yeah, for some people <laughs> who might not understand, all my people who might be watching this might not understand. Mm. For a lot of us dancers, we, for like, it's like even speaking for myself, being Native American, I smash into a lot mm. of cultural, a lot of a lot of cultural, um, just cultural obstacles, right? And, and lines, I always, I'm, I find myself tipping the line of appropriation a lot of times, mm. and it's like, you know, appropriate cultural appropriation sounds so bad, but it, it's literally what it is. When you're wearing a do rag, and you don't understand where that really comes from, people think like, "Oh, this." They they think it's like a fucking beanie. It's like, "Oh, it's like right. a
1: beanie." Uh, it's a hat, like or a
0: hat. It's like
1: no, that's no, a, it's, like, it's, a, it's
0: a grooming tool, homie. Like this is what right you know, my man uses to groom his hair with because he's trying to get that
1: shit in. But me? it's because we, a lot of times it's because we had to, um, because what a lot of black people have to deal with is you go to a certain job and it's like, oh, your hair is not appropriate. I'm like, what? I grow, it's my hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then somebody else can just wake up, wash their hair and just flip it back. I'm like, all oh, I'm going to work. Like, no, it's like we, it's not professional to people. So we have to lay our hair down. We have to do certain things to where it looks cleaner. And even then it's a way of, you know, straightening our hair or flattening it or whatever we have to do, because that's what we've had to do rather than, oh, I want to do it because of style, you know, like, no, it's, it's a way that we've had to do things. So we do it to clean up because that's what we feel like we have to do. Now, lately, because of everything that's been happening, you see a lot of people rock that in a natural sense, like they just out here it out, like, what well, I don't get a job because of this boom, protests everywhere. <laughs> like <laughs> so <me. laughs> it's, it's like ready, ready to fire. Like everyone's ready to fire. Um, you know, the same thing as like braids and stuff like that. Like, I just it's something I'd be stumbling on information I'm not even really looking for. Like I've never grew my hair out, I've always cut it. Um, but I found out recently, like, okay, where was the origin of braids? people or women used to braid each other's hair and have escape routes or like maps in the hair. Like that's how it was. That's how the designs were to like get off of plantations, where to go, the next place to go after that. Then they'd rebraid and set up for the next map and everybody would look at it because they didn't. Yeah, you getting, you getting hit right there, bro. Yeah, that all,
0: <laughs> hit, that all hit me at once right now. Route, <laughs>
1: and the like, Yo. Whoa. Yeah, that hit you. Um, yeah, but it's, it's crazy, man. Like I saw that and I was like, wow. And again, people think it's just hip hop, but it's just been in our culture forever and got passed down. Yes. Different styles and designs got in there after, you know, where it originally came from, but people like just started doing it. Like (laughs) they're like, yeah, I'm doing it so I can wear a hat, you know, like I'm going to braid my hair down. Like, again, we have to do it because it helps our hair grow or it keeps it tight or whatever because it just is so much to deal with the coarseness of our hair man like it's crazy and it's not by choice it's not like a style it's like a lot of times people have to um but yeah from that like I digress I don't want to dive too heavy in that um but that's something I've been noticing here is giving true culture to people let them know what's going on speaking on culture appropriation it's, it's crazy because when I got here, um, I judged an event, we did a and a and those were some of the first questions I got, like, how do I feel about this? Because the community's already been working, like, I'm like, dang, y'all even really, like, there's Black people here, but it's, like, people that have been here forever, but they're and they're, you know, like, things like that, like, I don't know where, of course, obviously they came from. Somewhere, or just sometimes, there's a lot of Latin people that are just dark, bro. Like they are, dude. Especially they're people really. that are like countries that were near like the beach and stuff, and then it's like dark. I'm like, y'all black out here. Yeah, I mean, but then, you know, like, Hawkins
0: out in Mexico,
1: bro. They're they're mm. some dark
0: motherfuckers too, bro. Like, yeah.
1: So it's crazy, yeah. So it's it's different, and then there are some people here of like African descent, a lot of families and stuff like that. Um, it's gotta be.
0: There's gotta be.
1: Yeah, uh, which is actually pretty cool. Like, one of actually the first crumper in Medellin, Colombia, his crump name was Africa, um, but with a K. Um, and then he actually stopped dancing for a while, and then one of his little homies took over the name, which he that took over the name Africa is now zero uh, X, so that's actually my little homie now. Um, and then he has his little homies and his fam, and it's like a whole thing. Of how things are being built here. So it's it's a process. But it's it's great that I'm able to do that. And now the dude that stopped dancing is coming back because I'm here starting stuff up and he's like, Hey, your event, I'm only doing crump. Like I'm he's been training. He's like, Hey, can we get two labs this week? So like tonight I think we're labbing and then like Thursday we're having a lab and then Friday is like the first day, which is like a conference, meet and greet, like you know, like that world of dance feel when you go and you just want to meet the person, take photos and do whatever, and then it's like Saturday's the tournaments and then Sunday's classes and you know that whole process of like an event weekend. Yeah. But yeah I wanted to bring that aspect of letting a guest feel special again. Um, Like there's local clothing lines that people have here uh, that are dancers that are trying to do something but like some of the gears fire they just don't got money and stuff you know. Um, And they're giving like gifts to the judges and stuff like that so the judges are coming getting free gear getting paid to judge and teach and then you know showcasing and stuff doing a meet and greet people want to take pictures with them so it's like you know that whole feeling that makes you feel great as a judge um is something that i'm trying to really bring back and stuff uh especially for people that may not have had that experience because sometimes like you got to be the craziest person in the world to get that. And I understand it's deserved, but then they don't want to deal with it anymore. Like, Ty hates doing meet and greets. Like, he hates having to sit and talk to people. He hates having to take all the pictures after. He's just like, I don't want to do it no more. (laughs) Yeah, because I can especially Mm.
0: imagine, like, him, he's probably done it so much, dude, so many times. Like, golly, again, like, I got to do this again. Right.
1: Yeah. And, one thing I learned in film school is branding. So I'm using this process of, you know, special guests and everything to help brand them. So now they build a following somewhere else, they start doing things and then, oh, let's bring him back. Like, you know, that type of thing. So it Mm -hmm. develops some type of consistency, um, professionalism, as long as people can maintain. Uh, But when people fail, then it's like, I don't know if you won't come back from that one (laughs) because everybody talks. Like when you have a good, successful booking and a job, it spreads and then you get another one and another one. But when it's bad, it slowly dies out. And then it's like you're back to the battlefield, but people can't deal with you professionally. So it's it's bad.
0: Yeah, I think um, I was going to ask. I was going to ask that. Like, what's some <laughs> what's some insight that you would give some people who may be who may be doing their first judging or maybe getting their first booking? I mean, I was <laughs> I was very lucky, you know. Early on, I got booked for Buckster. I won a tournament, whatever. Yeah. But nonetheless, I was fucking very lucky to get booked for that. Like, and I never, I've never, I've never, like, not thought about that. Like, damn, I was actually booked Mm -hmm. for a Buckster. I mean, I got fucked up, but I got booked (laughs) for a Buckster. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, that's crazy. I mean, I got killed off at a Buckster, whatever. (laughs) But it is what it is. Um... (laughs) Yeah. Like my advice. So there's three different aspects of this, right? Um, actually, I'll just touch all bases of getting booked real quick. <laughs> so the first thing, the the dancing side, right? Um, there's expectations on that. People have expectations on you because of what they've seen. So you have to top your recent footage. That's why sometimes it's dangerous to always post footage, because if you dance and it's like your last footage was better, then it's like, what's going on with him? He's going downhill. All right, we might just have to let him go for a little bit. Um, You have to have highlights. You have to have something that everybody's talking about and everybody's remembering because they paid for you or they paid you or whatever the process is in that sense of you getting booked to battle, at least. Or sometimes it's just show up and you have to prove yourself. You better prove yourself like that's the hardest part of dancing. Do something in there that's different or never before seen. If you are on a main battle card, if you're on an undercard, undercards, usually like um, a time when you're not fully known, you're booked to battle, but you don't really have like a set pay rate or it's not like um, like basically you're not there with the people that are main event that may make. 300 400 500 just to battle like and it's crazy because that happens like there's some people that get that like that's there and that's just a battle win or loss it doesn't matter just to come and battle so those people of course have that pressure and expectation and that's when it's like oh man he about to do something crazy and that's that pressure that you have and you have to fulfill that especially if you're on the main card so to get there you have to have the work ethic of the people that are up here so when you get to the elite and you're on that main card of people that get paid for flights and hotels and this and this and their food and like you know i mean like all the different things that happen you have to have the work ethic of these people you have to perform like these people you have to drop a move that maybe has never been seen before and everybody's like oh and it becomes a real on instagram and on TikTok, and then facebook it's viral like whatever it is and all the crumbers are talking about it or something different that innovates and everybody wants to start doing their version of that move you know like when uh concrete battle project was that the same realm or not same realm the same buckster you were at yep Yep. and that's when he did that shoe move and it was like the pull and then here and then here (laughs) and that whole (laughs) style inspired a lot of people doing different types of material like that and it became a new version of like a one two three there's the move one two three like It innovated something different. Now, where that originally came from, I don't know, but he executed it and it worked. And next thing you know, other people started doing it. So Concrete did his job. You know, like regardless of all the other things he did, he did something that innovated the game and inspired a year or two worth of material. And that's something that's important. Um, Hey, facts. Uh, (laughs) Now, that's just the dancing side. Right. And then you see a lot of times where people get dance and they get booked and they get completely slaughtered or they don't get off. And it's just like, why were they here? And then, you know, it's rough. Like, it's a rough situation. Um, but people have to start taking that dancing part serious. Next, let's talk about the uh, judging aspect of it. Right. If you're a guest judge, even if it's your city and you're just judging and you know all the people and it's just like, oh, you're respected in the community, so you're going to judge. Um, Always have your standards. And what I mean by that is, where's the ceiling? Where's the bottom? Because you're going to judge everything in between that. So and you're only going to judge off of what you understand, because some people are like, oh, yeah, he has favoritism like mm," or maybe he doesn't know what he's talking about. (laughs) And that's a big thing. Some people, it's not favoritism because it's their homie, but they always dance with their homie. So they know what he's doing. They Ah. don't know what these people are doing. So it might not be favoritism of what they like, but maybe that's all they know. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's a dangerous thing too. So it takes a lot to understand. Like, so if I'm talking crump, I have to understand what makes a hooligan a hooligan. You know, like their style's a little different. What is it about the creativity and the forming of a DC dancer that some people don't understand, but I understand, you know? What is it about the technicality of somebody? You know, in SK or the raw and power of somebody coming from like France and Paris or the speed coming from Japan. Can I see the details? Are they still on beat? Like, you know what I mean? My bad, I smacked the hell out of my headphone. But <laughs> um, all of those things, like, are they still on beat? Like what's happening? Like, you have to adjust to all the different styles and elements. You can't just say what you do like. Yeah. Now, if you aren't able to do that, maybe judging's not ready or it's not time for you. Or If you're judging on a smaller scale, at least understand your community, you know, because then now, you know, the best in your community to the worst. And, you know, where the ceilings are and you can kind of. okay, he's the top. So if he drops a perfect round, then that's crazy. It's here. If he's less than himself, then, we know, it's down. But you're not going to expect a tie dyes round in your community if Todd isn't there. (laughs) Now, in Crump, when I judge, tie dyes is the 10. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm dancing, I might be at a six, a seven, somewhere over here, I'm not gonna be like, oh, that round was perfect, a 10. Like, no, nah, because Tyler still would have bodied that round. <laughs> so it's still a 10 up here with whatever's going on. But even Chesno, sometimes he'll have less and he'll be like, dang, my decision making was this. And he is always critiquing himself the same as Mijo. Um, so you have to know what's your high point. Who is your high point? You know, if I'm judging Off of musicality, who got the craziest musicality that I can think of? You know, like that's here, Uh, but that's not, you know, exactly where it should be. So maybe they're going to get a low score. Or maybe, you know, this person beat him here and this person beat him here, but now more or less, where does it go? So you have to have a system that works for you, that you understand and know what your standards are at all times. Because if you're changing your standard while they're dancing, then you're, your judgments are gonna waver and and or waver. Sorry, it's gonna waver and it's gonna be bad and people are gonna talk. People are start hating on you and it's gonna be a problem. So you have to have a consistent form of judgment. Um, teaching. All right, this I'm talking about now. <laughs> so there's many different things you can teach. Um, there's foundational teachers and there's choreography teachers, right? Um, I'm not a choreo teacher, so I'm not gonna teach a class and start teaching a piece. That's just not me. Um there's some people that do that. That's great. That's great for them. That's their style. Um, that's a whole nother process, because that's the tempo of the room, the speed that people are learning at. Like, you know what I mean? Like It's a whole thing that you have to do. You can't leave people behind. But that's just being a good teacher anyway. If I was teaching math, I'm not going to go at the speed of the person that's a genius in the front seat. But I got to see, OK, I got to find the middle of the genius in the front that's catching everything. And the kid in the back that doesn't understand a single thing I'm saying. So now you have to find that middle, catch him up, slow him down, or maybe make them work together in a certain sense. You know, like just like we had to do in school, man. Like people lose sense of what teaching is. And it's like, I'm going to tell you what I know. That's not teaching. You're just explaining. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like explaining something and talking about something is different than teaching it. Because to teach, you have to actually relate to the student, go through the process, have different exercises, you know, like when we were reading and stuff like that, and writing. They'll write you at the alphabet. Write your name. Uh, yeah. Write a sentence about what you did this weekend or what you do over the summer. And it's like <laughs> some sentence that don't make sense the kids be saying like yeah. I I fly um, plane family vacation. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I mean, we're old enough to understand, but it makes them learn how to put sentences together. So now we're talking about crump and language and all these things. You have to have exercises, you have to have yeah. drills. That's something that makes B so crazy is he knows how to take it's almost like a metaphor, like how I just explained that. Yeah. Okay, teaching a kid how to write and put sentences together with teaching dance. He can do that in a class with crump or with dance. So it's I'm going to create an example. You're going to go through the example. Oh crap, I understand now. Like, you know, like that type of thing. He's really good at that. It's not just like, this is a jab, this is a jab, this is a jab, like (laughs) that's drilling. Like there's a difference between an example an exercise and a drill. So a drill is literally just like it sounds, you're repeating something over and over and over, exhausting your body, doing whatever you're doing. Um, So you have to find what is it you're good at? What is it you're not good at? What are the topics you understand the most? What's your specialty? What people know you the most for? If you actually start teaching that, then that will get you into a place to where, not bad I hear something outside. It'll put you more into like a circuit of repeating and people like, oh, I want him, I want him. Like So when I understood that storytelling, uh, character, style, and grooving is my specialty, I'm not gonna be, I mean, I know about, Multiple things, but I'm not gonna be like, yo, I got a liveness workshop coming up. (laughs) I rarely get live in my realms anyway, and if I do, my liveness is a heavy groove liveness, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna be out here throwing my arms 50,000 times or you know, slamming everything around with power, like, that's not necessarily who I am. So, you have to understand who you are. So, if you don't even know who you are, you shouldn't be teaching. Because how are you going to teach someone else? Shouldn't be judging. Um, you can still compete and perform, but it's going to be difficult. So finding out who you are first is probably the biggest thing. And I think um, that's the biggest issue in Crump right now. And I think it's going to take a few years for us to fix that. Um, I had talks with people like Baby C, Solo, Slayer, um, Beast even, even Miho. And uh, that's when I started this like little program I did uh about a month or two ago uh, called identity crisis because i feel crump is in an identity crisis um i feel like identity is also what sets crump apart from so many other styles like why is it, it like it feels like something like yeah these people have other styles and all these cool things but our personality and who we are really shows and is felt in our dance um the things we go through the things we do you know what i mean like that it makes it something different and there's a connection every time somebody that's really uh, like really crump, like someone is crump, you can feel it and it's undeniable. And I feel like that's when communities grow. There needs to be that spark. If you can keep that spark and flame and pass it to others, you're good. But if you're just somebody that's a shell that looks nice and it's all technical and cool moves, it's gonna be hard for you to spread it on and pass it. People might wanna learn your moves, Mm -hmm. but that energy and who you are, people might not be addicted to that. Yeah, when you got it in you, it's like like
0: I was saying too, even out here, like when you got it, like. There's there's people you watch who 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 crump dance, dude, and right. that they're just like, yo, you are crump dancing. Like there's no right. way, but <laughs> it, you are crump yeah. dancing, and it's yeah. like it gives it the depth that it needs. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And especially if you're going to if you're going to, like like for you for example, like you're in you're in a whole nother hemisphere right now teaching this stuff, and for you to have. For, for like you know people like you sherwin todd eyes mijo solo people like them who go out and teach consistently like you have to have depth because you're you got to pull from somewhere like you have to take from your cup and pour into another and then consistently do that and consistently do that and for somebody right. like me it's hard enough for me to go to a beast camp monday learn and then come back to Oxdart on friday and be like hey let me show you some cool shit i learned like you know what i'm saying like yeah that's already hard enough. So that's why I don't, I, I'm, I'm cool. I'm teaching like the whole like, yeah. realm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to I don't, there's not enough depth in my cup to be able to go out, go out and do that. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. And it takes a lot to learn and receive information and then mature it before teaching, especially if you have to do it in a short time, it's mm-hmm. difficult. Cause at that point it's just kind of like repeating, but it didn't really hit you you know what i'm saying like you're hearing it and it's coming out but you're not even letting it come here and then speaking it your own version or whatever so it yeah. it's hard like a lot of times it's just coming out but like you're like i don't even fully understand it yet but i'm telling you all like, <laughs> yeah so and that's what happens a lot and that's when bad teachers can occur and that's when communities can kind of fall or get misled so yeah if anything just it's it's important to teach if you're the only teacher there but sometimes you should skip a week enjoy what you learn that week, teach it the next week. And then whatever you learn that week, wait, teach it the next week. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like you're always ahead of the curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, that way it gives you more time to lab on and create on it and make it your own. Um, that's a big thing too. But yeah, man, it's, it's difficult. If you want to know if you can teach or like, am I a good teacher? Try to teach somebody without speaking. Mm. Try to teach someone that doesn't speak English (laughs) or doesn't speak your language. It's difficult because now they're just watching your body and you have to be able to show examples and help them understand. Like you start with simple movements, do something extreme. And they're like, oh, that's crazy. And then go back to the simple and guide them into how they can do the extreme. And then they're like, I just figured it out. And they're like, oh, I can do that, too, now. So it's always like little steps, jump. Everyone's like, whoa, that's crazy. Go back and little step back up to it. Jump again, little step back. And then it's like people are going to feel their progress and then they're going to see it. And that's really how it is. You have to track it by progress. You can't track it by statements or explaining. Like, it's a process. It's a process. Um, But as long as people can see it and understand it, then that's when your teaching is going to evolve.
0: And that's it's been the one it's been the one joy I've had really like recently with Crump like especially since everything closed down like battling got taken away you know sessioning got taken away so it's really it just,
1: came online all you know, the online it came,
0: stuff it, it came online and my one joy is has been able to get with guys and have a piece of information right there and be like yo dog right. we can practice this for 4 weeks straight like 6 yeah. hours a day bro like let's do it like and so that has even became now like you were saying earlier even now it's like Me and the homies will be like, "Hey, what y'all trying to lab on?" It's like, "Oh, okay." we're going to do this, and it's like we will stick with that lab for three or four weeks because we'll meet up just on Fridays, you know, for like an hour and a half. So that's about four hours, you know, about solid four or five hours on a single lab, like, and it just gives us more depth and more time to like really understand and ask each other questions of, "Hey, how are you doing this?" or "Hey, why are you doing that?" or, you know, "Hey, are you trying it like this?" or "Hey, are you trying this like that?" and you know, really like bounce those, like have like a real yeah. good wholeheartedly fucking lab, dude. Fucking yeah,
1: weapons. and that's really the difference between lab and training. Is a lot of people get information and just repeat it, but that lab is experimenting, man. Just like in the lab, like, well, I'm gonna take this chemical and this chemical and see what happens. Oh, this one, this one failed. All right, let's try this and this. But that's what the sessions for. So you create, you get all these things. You try some extreme stuff. You get all these things. You cook them up. And then the session, you go and you dish it out. and it's like, y'all like that. It's my TED talk, no? All right, I'm gonna go back. We're gonna go back and cook some more then. Like you know, and that's what it's for. The mm-hmm. session is for the exchange and the to see where the community is. Before there were workshops, what we used to have to do is go to sessions. Yeah, and a lot of times we wouldn't even dance. Like, what you go to a session, don't even dance. Like, you're watching the people that are veterans now and the OGs, you're watching them dance. What are y'all on right now? Like, oh, this is what's happening. This is where this is where dance is going. Oh, that's a new movement this is different you know like i'm sure in popping there was at some point in time somebody went to a battle or a session and was like yo what is that called that's a scarecrow like oh okay i'm about to go figure this out like you know what i mean And then it turns into a style that develops because of something that someone had or it's like um just all the different like oh animation almost oh, like the robot like but it's a whole style now like but he's still popping like It's crazy, like, and then like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try to mix that with the scarecrow, like, or whatever you're doing, like, you know what I mean, like, boogaloo, what is this, like, so all these different things are happening and being created, you know what I mean, so you have to go and learn and spend time with it, and then it's like, all right, then they developed, and the next thing you know, you got people trying to boogaloo in France, you got people like doing the scarecrow in Africa, and it's like, how did it get there? But at some point. It started with somebody creating, they cooked it up, tossed it out, and then it was like, whoa, this is going to be the next big thing. Once they found out that that's what they were known for or whatever is working, I don't know all the history of all the styles in there. Same way as like flexing, I don't know all the history of it, but you know, we know the get low, the bone breaking, the people do tutting, the gliding, like all these different things that you see in there. Um, And you see it and you can understand it, but it's like, at some point in time, somebody labbed that up, brought that up at a session or a battle, and it was new, and they dog people. like <laughs> It's like, what? Like, when the brook up came out, and whenever people were hitting it, somebody lit somebody up. Yeah, and everybody was like, <laughs> everybody, somebody was like, I'm about to go train on that. Like, <laughs> like, I doubt no style is created, and it's like, all right, these are the seven styles. Like, nah, bro, it's... Everything, all these different things came together, created a culture, and it's all here. And you know what I mean? Like it all evolved. Um, So it's the same thing for Crump. We had to go see what's happening right now in this generation, in this era, this time. Okay, that's what's happening. All right, so me and my people, we go back to Oceanside. And it's like, all right, hey, this is what's happening. We got to do this. We got to do this. And we go back. Next session, we try to dish it out. And it's like, oh, shoot, people on something new already. (laughs) In one week, it's already something different. But people can see that we're evolving and growing. But every time throughout that process, we started developing our own. So we started going there now, and people were like, "Oh, dang!" That's when you got like the Grims, the Knuckleheads, the Mad Hatters, the Bash, who was combat kid, me um, as basics, and it's like so many different people. Street noise, who was a b boy, and you started seeing him put a lot of different breaking elements into it and flexibility, because he wasn't just uh, explosive power move b boy. He was a flexible b boy. So you know that's why he you see him put his leg behind his head and like walk sideways. It was like what the heck, like. <laughs> but it's just and he started figuring out how to do that in crump a crump way. You know. Um, uh, yeah. But it developed and people were like, oh crap. And then other people that maybe do that style are like, I could do it too. So you never know who you're inspiring at the same time, man. It's it's a big it's a big thing.
0: Dude, if you were if you were king of the world, what would be because you I mean, you've already done so much, right? Like battling, teaching tournaments, the nine here in America. Now you're out abroad doing the same thing, battling, teaching, now hosting events, right? You're even doing your stuff gaming. You've always you've always been a dude behind the lens, and not only just like like good like really fucking good dude and Mm. so now moving forward what's two things that you hope to either see come from the movement the crump movement or what are two things even that you might want to see yourself add to it
1: um so i can actually answer both of those so one thing i wish that i could see in the crump movement like not even, I'm not even going to say the crump movement in general, I'm just going to say the dance community as a whole, like the whole arts of dance is uh, financial security and consistency. Like more support from either the government or people building the things that they're doing and people really developing a sense to where they can live off of their craft. And it's like, oh, I don't have to go work a nine to five and then try to dance and do all this later. Like a way that you can get something and really have consistent work. Um, now for me, something that I want to do and it's something I wish to accomplish is creating opportunities and being that person. Like, I don't, I'm not going to be able to dance forever. I don't want to dance forever. Um, and I like being in the background. That's why I choose it. Like, I don't want to be the person up front all the time being seen because again, that's more pressure, more expectation, and you can't really create from a place of freedom, but you create from a place of, I have to, uh, which is different and it sucks and that's draining. That's why a lot of people stop dancing over time, especially because you're doing that. And then now you got to balance responsibilities. Just like, I'm sure you had experience when you're dancing, doing all these things and it's like, oh, baby, like, <laughs> and then life changes. And you're like, okay, I can't just do the arts and create for me anymore. I have to do something that leaves a legacy or do something that's consistent money or you know, whatever, like it's a di- your mindset changes. And that's when you see the man or woman really change completely with who they are because their responsibilities are different in regardless of the action. So dance doesn't become exactly what it used to be. Um, so I think. That if I can create opportunities, then that's something that will be amazing, like. Here, I'm seeing that there is not a lot of money here in South America, it's. A lot less. (laughs) I'm still fortunate enough to make some money from the U.S., which brings me a long way here. Like for here, their rent is about you know like three fourths their monthly income. Like, I mean, not monthly, three fourths their like weekly income. Like it takes like okay, this week's gonna hit. I'm gonna have some money left, but I'm gonna have that for the rent, and then the next check is for the other bills or whatever. Like you know what I mean? It's like that type of living. Um, but to us. It's three hundred dollars for a three bedroom. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. But for them, three hundred dollars is like almost um, like one million five hundred thousand like pesos, which is different because most like a monthly average cost is like one million three hundred. Like that's how much somebody makes every month. Uh-huh. But if you convert one dollars three thousand, so uh, okay. for the tournament I'm doing, I'm like okay, that rent is big. For there's a men's tournament and a women's, they're both going to get a million, whoever wins. But for me, it's like $250. <laughs> so it's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so people are talking about $1,000 prizes. That's 500. I split it in half, men, women. Now in the US, that's like uh, $250 battle. Like, I'll do it, but, you know, like, I ain't going, you know, whatever. But bro, if that was like $2,000, that's what it's like to them. Like, yo, that's rent. You know what I mean? Like that's rent and I can do some other stuff with it or whatever it is. Like that's basically what the equivalent is to them. Like that's almost the whole bill paid and you get to keep all your other money. So as a dancer, that's amazing. But creating that, creating this cycle. Do something that shows that it can change, affect the community, affect the youth, try to get assistance from the community to where grants get involved, money gets put in. Now you're creating a cycle. Um, I want to be able to do that to where people can eventually start getting on a program or creating a crew to where they can be on a monthly salary or whatever it is. And then all we have to do is fulfill our jobs. And you know, you're getting the same amount of money every time. Now, of course, there's going to be profit, but you don't have to worry about how am I going to make this money? It's like, I'm going to make this money every month. Maybe I don't have as many jobs as last month. Maybe I'll have more this month, but you're always going to fulfill it. It's like you're under contract, you know, like Mm -hmm. when you work on a job and you're getting paid salary, you can work more or less. doesn't matter. You're still going to get the same amount of money. Mm -hmm. Like, dang, if we can get certain dancers in certain communities to an extent like that, then that'll be great. Now, not every dancer is going to be able to do that. Some people be like, well, I'm just going to dance so I can get that salary real quick. Like Mm -hmm. you're not there yet. You know what I mean? Like you still got to work, got to prove yourself, got to do some things in the community, put some age on it you know? Um, but at least the people that are super serious and I've been doing it for a long time, I feel like that's something that'd be amazing. Now, is that a realistic thing? I don't know because where's the money coming from at all times. So that's something that has to be considered. So in a perfect world, yeah, man, the elite dancers would be on salary. The people that are working to be elite, um, would be able to find ways to make more money because if those dancers are on salary, it's easier to put money together to throw an event and help the up-and-coming people win and get a prize money. You know what I mean? A pot. And it's a pot that's worth it. Um. And then the classes now, it's like, okay, I want to get there because I want to get on salary. So now I'm trying to learn what they're doing, what's happening. And like, so it's a cycle. Now it's a cycle of getting from here to, here to here to here, to where I'm up. And then while these people are on salary doing whatever, then they can start saving up money for their own personal business ventures, like clothing lines, or I want to own a studio, or you know, whatever it is, like, and then now it's easier to move things around, so when you stop dancing, you'll still be able to have consistent money or something, and invest into paying dancers to teach at your studio, like, you know what I mean, like, a whole network of financial security, um, an actual industry, an actual, yeah, industry, and that's beyond just, the commercial industry of the music's all, or the money's all coming from music and artists. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, film and music videos and production crews, like, nah, the, the industry is ourselves. Like, a community yeah. dance or, you know, street dance or whatever it is, like, it'd be awesome, man. That'd be a perfect situation. But street dancers, it's like, <laughs> you have to switch. And that's when it's it's sad to see some of the most amazing creatives, exhibition battlers or showcase battlers, street battlers that have to completely drop all of that to do something else, you know, mm-hmm. while now we got breaking in the Olympics. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so for them, that is their goal. Get there, get sponsors, get consistent money. You know what I mean? And then it's like, you just got to perform, train and get ready for the Olympics or other big events. You're going to get paid either way, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, we got to get there. And I think the only way is the brands and stuff we're doing becoming sponsors now, you know, which is a big thing. So it's, I don't know, man, it's a whole network and it's possible. But um, one thing I've learned is when people start to figure it out or start to have a way of making money, they don't want to invest into something else because they had to grind. So they want other people to have to grind for it. So the dancers that became brands are big, you know what I mean? Like, Jabbwokiees or something like man if Jabbwouke sponsored an event a street event, that'd be crazy, mm-hmm. but no they just you know getting their bread doing their thing they got a studio and all these other things, but it's like man, that could have blown up and to blown be a whole up. thing, blown yeah man could have been a whole thing, but I mean, you know what I mean it's like once people make it, then what's the process to to give back I don't know.
0: Well, dude, let me know how I can donate for the prize. Mm. Let me, uh, I, I really want to do that because I always, I've, you know, you've always been super supportive of me. And so mm. if I can support in that way, um, if it's not, even not this one, maybe the next one, but I'm down for this one, bro, whatever money, you know, we could talk, we could talk a little more off air about that too. Yeah. Um, because I, I would, I regardless,
1: would... it all helps. It definitely all helps. Um, Cause to be honest, uh, man it's all been out of pocket for me. <laughs> like there's there's some government assistance and stuff like that, but it's like you have to have a successful one first so they can see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um and not a lot of people have money right now in Colombia. There's not a lot of work that's happening right now because of co- covid messed up everybody, man. So it's a rough situation. But yeah, any any type of help would be great because it just eases the stress off of me. <laughs> um and then um Yeah, man, just makes it better. But I definitely wanted to talk with you anyway to see what we can do about for the next one, like a a sponsorship or something, you know, like, and even if it's not financial, just like shirts, hats for the winners and stuff like that. You know, I mean, throw a logo somewhere on stuff and like, you know, because that makes it a bigger thing. Like Snipes wouldn't be anything in Europe or in other countries if they weren't sponsoring all these dance events. (laughs) Now, all the dancers want to wear Snipes. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it is. And I wish other people would understand that. But you know, I'm open. I'm open. Um, right,
0: dude, we're we're right. We're right here closing in at yep. the end, dude. Uh, yep. Anything, anything else that you want to left that you have left to say? Because before <laughs> before we do that, I want to say again, dude. Thank <laughs> you for everything you've done for me. Um, thank you for coming on for sure. But thank you for everything you've done sure. for me, dude. You've you've been you've been close with me ever since, especially ever since my dad passed away. And you know, we yeah. share, we share a lot of those similar losses and shit, dude. And, and it's mm-hmm. good to be able to fellowship with people like yourself, dude. Cause there's, Thanks. there's a lot of times when people of your stature get stuck in their own that. And yep. you definitely know how to live there when it's time. But I have seen yeah. you on multiple occasions, be like, yo dog, like, like you could like and talk to somebody thank as you. as lavar and not as basic. Yeah. you know what i'm saying right 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 and, and that makes me that always makes me happy to see that that still lives in the world you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. i want to say thank you for that bro i want to say i want to make sure i say thank you for that but if there's anything before we check off do you let them know
1: yeah um i think i think it's just that like regardless of what we do in dance we're still people uh I think people get caught into a world of themselves. Um, they get caught into a world of impressing others as well as an image or a brand. Like everybody saw us at a certain point. When I say us, I'm talking about like SK, Man Sanity, whatever was happening. Um, even if I say the original SK, the Crump Kings, um, just these people that are leaders, the top dancers you see all over the world. And it's like, oh, my gosh, they must be in it. Man, five of us were living in the same house, some sleeping on the floor, some sleeping on the couch. Like, you know, what I mean, like it wasn't the lifestyle to live. We just worked so hard and we're good at the dance. Like, respect the dancing and all those things there, but sometimes we don't need to look at all the people as examples, as you know, role models and stuff. Like it takes a lot to be able to reflect and look at yourself and accept who you are, accept what you need to do, expect what you can do to um like grow um accept your flaws, you know what I mean? And then even stepping away from certain things sometimes to grow and rebuild. But people, man, really, like I said, get stuck in themselves. And then because of that, and people are looking at them, it's a cycle. And you start to see almost like clones or duplicates of these people. And it's a it's a frustrating situation. Um like Since I've been here, I was already getting to that point, but since I've been here, I kind of noticed, like, I've had great moments in my time, but it's about who's next. Um, I had an hour-long conversation with Miss Prissy, and she was talking about the same thing. Like, yes, I want to be the background now and do everything, but, like, it's about the next generation. What can we do to open up a network and a platform for them so people can have all of their stuff? You know, um, it's not just about me, me, me. Because <laughs> what else can you do? You know what I mean? Like, how fun can an event be if you're seeing the same five people battle every time? Mm-hmm. Like, don't be afraid to teach people to get better than you. Like, you know, they should be better than you. Um, and for those that are teaching as leaders, mentors, leaders of groups, big homies in crump, you have to understand you're influencing every part of these people's lives. Um so how you maintain under pressure? How you, what your work ethic is like, your financial security, even because if there's somebody that's your little homie and they're owning a business and you're asking them for rent money or for help, it's like, uh, that's kind of rough. You know what I mean? Like, is it a thing that has happened for sure? Um, but it shouldn't be to that extent. You should be able to help them. Like a big homie came from being in the hood and. A big homie being the mentor, somebody that used to gangbang or still does. They just don't do all the work anymore. So you're going to show that little person how to make money, how to fight, how to do whatever, how to, you know what I mean? Like all the life struggles, they have struggles at home. All right, well, come over here. You ain't got no one to be with on the holidays. Come on over. Like that type of situation. It's more than just let's train, dance and battle and make me look good because you're dancing well. like. (laughs) Nah, man, it's more than that because these are real people's lives that we're dealing with. Um, and I wish people would really understand that. Like you have to understand a student is a student because there is something they want to get in return. They want to learn, they want to find out answers, they want to do, you know, what I mean, whatever it is. And it's good to always stay hungry. That's why some people say forever student, because it's like, oh, I'm about to be a student of a video game, I'm about to be a student of the best way to clean my house like whatever it is it doesn't matter but you have to watch study learn what's the best products this stuff's organic this is natural you know what i mean i'm gonna be the best chef but you know what i mean like oh, man it's always it's great your food greasy as hell bro like you know what i mean <laughs> your food gonna give us a heart attack bro it's like, all right well let me let me learn more healthier alternatives now and then that stuff happens but yeah. you know what i mean like it's a balance you're learning different things so whoever you're learning from has to be able to feed that hunger and teach. Yes. So, and that flip side of it, students need to stop looking for teachers that don't know who they are, that don't know what they're doing. Let these people have time with themselves to really figure it out. Um, and I'm not saying that you have to own a six figure business before you can be a teacher. Like, no, that's crazy. First of all, it's, almost unheard of in dance in general <laughs> so that's crazy but you know what i mean like that can really influence who you are and where you're going like that original saying goes who you're around is going to be who you become you know yes. or the people around you influence you that's why you talk like certain people or because it's around you got certain jokes like i'm certain, sure, i'm sure there's certain things that you say that Beast Camp says all the time, and you just, yeah. it'll make you laugh, and you're like, inside jokes, like, my bad. <laughs> it's there, but you surround yourself around hardworking people, you're going to work hard. And Sherwin's a very hardworking person. His camp always works hard. Um, But Sherwin has also been into a place now to where he's really um, finding a lot of peace in himself. He's hitting like a different spiritual journey, and health, and everything there which is different because certain situations now, like I wish Beast Camp would learn. um, And man, I was about to yell at some people (laughs) because even in situations with the whole thing of like him with Jesse and whatever, like people need to understand to be strong and firm in certain situations because we had to learn a lot of patience, a lot of strength, a lot of support for people around us during times of beef. There's times people hated Uh, tight eyes just because of who he was and because we're his little homies pressure is going to be there so you're either going to fold under that pressure or be quiet like no you be like yep so what and he about to dog you let's go like but if beast is getting off and everybody's quiet and it's like this is a oh this is intense right now like there's people on this side that don't like him and then there's here and what are we going to do like man it's wartime there's no time for that you know like people need to but that's because it's a different time for sherwin so people came in during that time they weren't around during that war and that pressure all the time so it's a loving atmosphere rather than bro anybody here can can get killed off right now like (laughs) you know i mean like and it's and you have to be ready for that you have to be confident in yourself you have to be confident in the person dancing i'll hype him up and look this way still hyping him up like dang he's killing you off right now i don't even know what he's doing but I know. I look at him. <laughs> right? But I know he's doing something amazing because I know what he's been training on and I know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So that confidence needs to be there, especially in a camp like that, and there's so many people, mm-hmm. because that can be where that insecurity or weakness is. Um, oh, I can't wait to get a hold of some people. <laughs> but sure, once here, I might be like, "Hey, bro, let's zoom the whole fam," because I gotta talk to people, because I'm the other half of Strikers, and I'm still here, bro. <laughs> yeah. And it's eyes. <laughs> yeah. So either so either way, man, it's an important thing. And people have to understand that. And as as well as the same thing is don't always bring bad news to your leaders like and you being a leader out there in Oxnard, like people don't need to always bring you bad news. Like, ah, uh, yeah, man, people out here ain't respecting what we're doing or, you know, like, why are you telling me? I don't care because we're still doing what we're doing. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So don't do anything to just sit here and shoot it. Like, I don't care what people's doubts are. Our job is to prove them wrong. Don't tell me like it's going to fuel me because sometimes that can discourage me. So yeah. you have to kind of like, no, like, I'm sure you've been seeing all this stuff on Facebook and how crazy it went for the past few days and the Crumpers page and everything. This nigga Todd Eyes didn't know any of it. And <laughs> no, we're not going to be like, hey, bro, they're talking about you on Facebook. They're doing this like, No. people were talking about like gofundme accounts and stuff he didn't even know that existed because he doesn't have facebook (laughs) so it's a whole thing so why would you sit here and tell somebody all these dramas and issues like why are you doing that to your own people so you have to understand now what certain things are feed your friends which you want them to like be energized by just like anything else whatever you eat whatever you eat is going to be your energy in life like that's why i say like, oh i i threw up at that session like bro you just had mcdonald's like you know what i mean like that's why you ain't been drinking water you ain't you lightheaded that's why so if you want your friends and people around you to succeed and grow don't sit here and talk about them being vegan like feed them positivity don't worry about their stomach if you ain't if you still feeding them bullshit like you have to you have to give them something else you have to give them more life man like you more want your people more. you know what i'm saying and that's what i've been saying people be out here looking at me crazy because i learned it in spanish so i'll be at the i'll be out here at the events like mas vida mas vida yeah. like everybody's like what i'm like you'll understand or you're gonna feel it either way it don't matter you know I mean? it made you laugh it made you happy for a reason so something happened you know what i mean like regardless that's there so it needs to be there we need to feed our people more life and more of that yes there's going to be drama there's going to be issues stand strong with them through that and feed them like yeah bro it don't matter about you about to dog them anyway I'm right there with you like Mm -hmm. oh I can't wait you do a combo I'm about to to do a backflip like (laughs) you know what I mean like (laughs) it doesn't even matter how it is like I'm there (laughs) so you know what I mean like you have to understand again like what you're giving your people and let that result be great um but yeah man that's the last thing I gotta say feed your people man And students, check your teachers before, and teachers, check yourself before you teach. So, yep.
0: My man, thank (laughs) you so much, bro. Yes, sir. I appreciate you for everything that you are and everything that you do, bro.
1: Hey, man, thank you. I'm glad that you're doing this because not only is it cool to share experiences and conversations with people, but you're feeding yourself at the same time, bro. You're getting something in because I doubt someone's going to come in here talking crazy. Like <laughs> yeah. it's not going to be all just beef and drum on your ear. Like it's something that is going to lighten your day or your week every time. So it's a good thing, but it's also something that's encouraging you and the other people, the viewers motivating everybody. So it's an amazing thing for sure. Thank you, bro. All right. Yes,
0: crazy animals who've been watching. Thank you guys. Holla at y'all later.
1: What's <laughs>